Asia Pacific Currents. News and labour issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. All views of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Good morning and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents this Saturday, the 21st of what month is it, Andrew? April, I think. April, yes, April, indeed. Um, you're listening to Asia Pacific Currents. I'm Giselle Hanna, and my next victim uh, special guest presenter is no less than Andrew Irving. Welcome to the show, Andrew. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I've, I've transgressed from Sunday to Saturday and very early in the morning. <laughs> Andrew, of course, is on the Mayday Committee. He's also on Australia Asia Worker Links's Committee of Management and another producer here at 3CR. What's the other show that you do here? We do alternative news, 9.15am on Sunday morning. And what for are you, CICD, and, Campaign for International Cooperation Disarmament. And what is the alternative news that you present on that show? Uh, a lot of international news about the peace movement, what's happening in the world, some trade union stuff, and also some peace and justice, oh, sorry, uh, social justice material. And of course, uh, in Pierre's absence, so Pierre's away for six whole weeks, um, I have co-opted lots of uh, members from Australia Asia Worker Links' Committee of Management to join me on the show um, on Asia Pacific Currents. Um, of course, Asia Pacific Currents is brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on the web, all the w's.aawl.org.au. We're on Facebook and Twitter, so find us on those social media platforms as well. But if you want to email us, you can find us or you can write to us at aawl at aawl.org.au. Coming up on today's program in the second half of the show... I interviewed Comrade Utep Balin from Cambodia. She's the newly elected president of the Cambodian Food Workers Union. Um, we've had a lot to do with them. We've visited them in Cambodia. We've met with them several times here. We've provided some training um, and development and ongoing solidarity work with them. This newly elected president um, was a guest of the IUF, the International Food Workers Union, um, to Australia recently. And while Balin was here, I had an opportunity to interview her. So we're going to um, look at that in the second part of the program. Of course, we're going to look at some detail at the new trade union law in Cambodia that is designed to smash unions. So we'll find out where that is at. But of course, time now for news from around the region. Um, the first one is a special one for Pierre, because we know he likes this region, uh, Mauritania. The World Federation of Trade Union that represents 92 million workers in 126 countries uh, sends its, uh, extends its international solidarity with the workers of the health sector and with the National Union of Health uh, in Mauritania. The World Federation denounces the poor working conditions experienced by health workers that have worsened, especially for nurses and midwives, due to non-competence of the uh, competent of the authorities. The workers face low salaries 
and delays in payment of their allowances while many of the graduates live in unemployment despite the need of the state and the citizens for more services. We, we reaffirm our position for public and high quality health services for all the people of Mauritania and we demand the improvement and observance of crucial sector workers' working and living conditions. Our next story is from Iran. Many of you listeners will know about imprisoned Iranian teacher Esmail Abdi. He, <coughs> excuse me, has declared or, or declared he would take a hunger strike action starting um, last week on the seventeenth of April. He wrote a letter to the world about his taking a hunger strike, and I'm going to read a couple of sections of that letter. He starts his letter by saying, This spring of 2018 is also the 40th spring since the revolution. Of course, he's referring to the 1979 um, revolution uh, in Iran. A revolution which promised overcoming dictatorship, establishing democracy, creating transparency and preventing the accumulation of wealth in the hands of a certain class. According to the clergy, and of course many of us would say that it was an um, Islamic regressive revolution in um, 1979, according to the clergy um, and some political groups, this revolution was supposed to be the messenger of peace, freedom and bring an end to poverty and prejudice. Based on these promises, we were to be entitled not only to free utility services, but also have freedom of thought and expression, the right to a free and fair education, the right to formation of associations and unions, the right to protest and strike, the right to assembly and rally and equal treatment from the, from the law. But all such goals remain just as empty slogans and all the wealth and goods of the revolution, instead of benefiting the poor, ended up in the hands of the affluent and powerful groups. During all these years, different groups have utilised the establishment's propaganda media to promise improvements in daily life with an instrumentalist approach to people's beliefs and values. But all they were actually doing all these years was accumulating wealth through pillaging the national treasury and finance. And now, because of intrafaction infighting, they're beginning to reveal each other's secrets. I skip to the end of his letter where he says, Hereby I declare my solidarity with all teachers and workers of the world and as a teacher and a board member of the legally established Trade, trade Association of Teachers in Tehran, with its certification issued from the Ministry of Interior, warn all about the ominous and grim consequences of an instrumental and selective approach to law enforcement by the judiciary. Some of those in charge are putting pressure on the judicial system and interfering with indictments and sentences, rejecting requests for reconsideration at Supreme Court and blocking leave of absence for prisoners and acting above the law, which also unfortunately means that they're controlling judges, prosecutors and judicial agents. In protesting against the massive violations of civil rights of teachers and workers in Iran and in demanding an open trial and lawful treatment of my case and entitlement to my leave of absence, according to the Penal Code, and medical leave of absence, we know that many of these political prisoners are very sick, uh, on Tuesday, 17th of April, I shall commence my hunger strike. Any consequence or ramification of this hunger strike is the sole responsibility of the judiciary. And that is signed, Esmail Abdi, Evan Prison, Salon 4 of Ward 4, April 2018. It is distributed by Education International and supported by many, many teachers' federations across the world.
Okay. In Buenos Aires, Argentina, on between the 4th and 5th of April, there was an international conference uh, organised by SICTOR. SICTOR is an international trade union federation which includes a number of trade unions in Australia as well as Brazilian, Asian um, and a number of other Latin American and European union federations. So it's very important. It's also interesting because it's a crossover between the World Federation of Trade Unions and ICTU. So uh, it's a very important uh, organising in the international trade union movement. Significantly, they've passed a uh, communique on fighting for an asbestos-free world and considering considering the countries that they cover, it's very important. The global campaign aims to eradicate the mining and use of asbestos They discussed and debated the need to join the global campaign for an asbestos-free world. Glenn Thompson from the AMWU, Assistant National Secretary and Affiliated Representative from the uh, ACTU, the global campaign aids to eradicate mining and use of asbestos. Tens of thousands of workers, their families and the community are affected by the killer material every year. The time to put a permanent ban on the use of asbestos is now. The global ban is critical to ensure we rid asbestos from global, the global supply chain. Australia is one of 64 countries that has signed the treaty banning asbestos. In, 19, uh, in 2017, the Brazilian Supreme Court determined that a ban will apply reducing 15% of the overall global production. Based on 2060 preliminary estimates, Asia's asbestos exposure and feature uh, and Uh, asbestos-related disease is growing rapidly with 77% of the world's consumption in Asia, that is. So if you're interested, you can go to the SICTOR website and get the full um, communique, which is uh, very interesting and uh, it would be good to uh, continue that campaign. Absolutely, and very timely to talk about it now, um, just one week out from International Workers Memorial Day, which of course is the 28th of um, of April next Saturday. So we'll be focusing on that on the show um, next week. But of course, the reason to ban asbestos is just how deadly that substance is. Um, and we'll announce some details of some actions coming up in relation to International Workers Memorial Day as well. Moving now to Yemen, um, the International uh, Federation of Journalists um, has raised or has publicised the death of three media workers in Yemen, Mohammed Nasser al-Washali, Abdullah al-Najir and Abdullah al-Qadri are uh, three um, media workers who were killed in two separate attacks in Yemen last week. Um, Mohammed was a TV producer, um, Abdullah was a set director and the other, Abdullah, was um, a photographer. So they were killed on the 12th of April by a missile fired by the Saudi-led coalition, according to the Yemeni journalist Syndicate. 
Um, in addition, news photographer Abdullah Al Qadri was working on the Belkis TV and AFP French news agency. He was also killed after a rocket fired by the Houthi group set his vehicle on fire. During the incident, journalists Walid Al Ghour and Ziad Al Shatad uh, were also in the car. They were injured, but they weren't killed. The IFJ and the YJS offered their sincere condolences to the families of the killed media workers. They've also urged all media outlets to provide protective equipment to journalists and photographers and to train them on occupational safety procedures during coverage of conflict. Um, The other thing to say about that is I heard a statistic today that this point in time is the ha, has the highest number of journalists in prisons across the world. I think there are some 216 journalists that are um, that have been not killed but arrested and imprisoned for covering conflict. And with the disaggregation of media, with the privatisation, with the destruction of conventional media outlets as we know it, and um, the defunding of foreign correspondents. Um, conventional news companies are no longer sending foreign correspondents or funding that. So um, subcontracted or freelance journalists are doing that work with zero protection and are being killed or being arrested. So um, an important campaign for the International Federation of Journalists. Okay. And, of course, it's coming up to the anniversary. It's five years after Rana Plaza, the disaster that happened in Bangladesh. A few days before the fifth anniversary of the Ronoplaza disaster that killed uh, 1,134 workers, global trade unions and global, global labour organisations are calling on all brands sourcing from Bangladesh to take responsibility for workers making their products by signing the renewed Bangladesh Accord on Fire and Building Safety. The 2018 Transition Accord takes over the work of the current Accord when it expires in May and will ensure the work continues to improve factory safety. The remediation program rate rate across all currently covered Accord factories is 84%. The global... Labor organisation are demanding that all brands produced in Bangladesh sign the 2018 Transition Accord. Industrial Global Union Secretary Julie Hancroft states, The legally binding accord signed between Industrial Global Union, Uni Global Union and 222 appeal brands, apparel brands, sorry, was all up in response to the rhinoplaster factory collapse on the outskirts of Dhaka on the 24th of April 2013. The Accord Safety Program will save lives and dramatically improve garment factory safety in Bangladesh. So far, 144 global brands have signed the new 2018 Accord covering more than 1,300 factory and approximately 2 million workers.
And of course, there is going to be a commemoration in Melbourne, Victoria on the five-year anniversary. That's Tuesday, April 24th. We're going to have a wreath-laying event at the eight-hour monument on the corner of Victoria and Ligon Street at 5.30pm on Tuesday, the 24th of April. It's 16 minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. You're listening to Asia Pacific Currents. That's the end of the news from around the region. Some community announcements and then we'll be back with our feature interview for the morning. Located in the heart of Thornbury, the Islamic Museum of Australia showcases the cultural and artistic heritage of Australian Muslims. Don't miss our latest youth-based exhibition, Ways to be Muslim, and immerse yourself in a series of photographic portraits and unique personal narratives. This exhibition is hosted in partnership with Muslim Collective and Victorian State Government and is showing until July 8th. Visit the museum website for more information. The Islamic Museum of Australia is a 3CR supporter. 17 minutes past 9 o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. You're listening to Asia Pacific Currents. Our feature interview for the morning is um, Utep Balin. She's the newly elected president of the Cambodian Food Workers Union. I'm going to give her an opportunity to introduce herself at the start of this interview. I do want you to know that she speaks English with a heavy accent, but she did teach herself to speak English based on YouTube videos and watching English-speaking news. She did that in order to effectively organise internationally with a commitment to communicating with English-speaking workers. My name is Ute Palin, is a president of Cambodian Food and Sewage Worker Federation. And we work with the uh, uh, one, we have with the, uh, we call entertainment worker. We have a member from, we are promoter, uh, karaoke worker, and the women who are working in the massage place, and the women who are working at the like uh, beer garden, so we work with those work, women workers to organize. And the other, we work with the general service. General service, we are working and organize the work uh, at the uh, gasoline worker. And we have member from Chevron. And uh, we are organize marketing worker who are just uh, go to the shop and find the marketing for the brand to sell at the shop and find a customer for promoting the brand at the shop. And one thing we are working with the garbage collector is the, we call Sentry Company, and we are to go to organize those work, women worker and uh, uh, men worker. And uh, the other, we work with the uh, market worker at the store. We organize like supermarket is under the giant company, giant market. And um, one more thing, uh, we are working with we call um, food and beverage. Food and beverage, we are organize uh, Coca-Cola worker and beer production line is called Cambro and Cambro is under under of a Carlsberg company based in Denmark. So this is what we are working with those uh, target groups. I am aware that there is a new trade union law 
that makes it very difficult to organise workers. Can you tell me a little bit about this law? Yes, that is so really like because of uh, the movement, union movement. If you look back to Cambodian, the first woman or worker that exercised their rights was on only in government sector. And after that, and after that, they start to extend, they, they start to learn each other and extend uh, the other sector. And they can learn to organize. They start to exercise their right on organizing and uh, bargaining rights. And especially is a right to fight for, for check and balance power between worker and employer. So let, later on, those workers from our sector and from other like tourist sector and like food and service, we start to uh, exercise a lot our rights and the movement coming up is like grow up and grow up because then they know about their power. And later on, after 2014, we have a general strike. It's a big strike related to the, ask the government to to set up, to increase pay rights for our for worker based on the government sector. And this at that time, the agenda for minimum wage from our demand from union is 100 60 while the worker, while the employer or government decide to increase their salary only uh, 120 US dollars. So this is what is the problem. That's why those workers, they are go on strike to demand pay more rice. And then this, we uh, until now, the, uh, and after that, the worker, they increase their salary up to uh, 130 and later on, um, until 2006, uh, 2014, until 2014, the worker, they are go on strike because of a uh, very strong, and that's why the government used a uh, uh, crackdown, violent and crackdown to the worker. They used the shop to the worker. At that time, it's a... Uh, for worker dies because of uh, go on strike demand increasing wage, and one worker still lost the body. We cannot found until right now, and 44 worker got injured because of the the gun. The government used uh, like because of the military, they used the gun to shot to the uh, worker who are uh, go on strike, and and 23 worker put in the jail in five months. And after that, the woman is not yet dying. Worker still keep going and going. The government very faster to uh, pass the law. It's called threatening law. And the threatening law, it just uh, undermine the rights to organizing and the rights to bargaining and the rights to strike. It's mean like that when the worker they start to organize, we, we we just can at the local union we can found ten workers to set up the union to elect the union for their representative for their representative. But the problem is about union registration process. It's hard for for us to get the union re- 
registration process. And if we are do any action in this training in law, if we are do any action without uh, certificate or union registration certified by the government, it means our action is uh, illegal. So, so that's why it's hard for those workers uh, to protect their rights at the workplace. And even though they already elected the union at the workplace, but they cannot do any action until they get the union registration process and successful and certified by the Ministry of Labor. And then after that, we cannot go on strike. Like if you are do something like strike, like before, if we are unhappy about the working condition or we need more uh, increasing wage at the workplace, the worker just negotiation among each other, like they can discussion each other and they can lead the strike immediately. But for the training in law, when the worker go on strike and their union not get registration, it means that like their strike is illegal. So this is very easy. The employer can complain the union leader or the worker could to the court and they are will be in charge and then they are in be will be in the prison because of their action, because they are called the worker go on strike. And this is the problem. And then, like federation like us, like food and service sector, if we want to set up the federation, we need to have seven local union at, at the level. Seven local union is like at the enterprise level. So those seven union, they need to have registration and set it and uh, accept by the government, by Ministry of Labor. And if our union is expired for union registration, so it means like a federation cannot registration and certify or registration and uh, certify by the government. I mean certified by the Ministry of Labor. So it means like we are not recognized by the uh, employer and we can employer can be rejected when we are send a letter for make appointment negotiation to find a solution for the worker they will say because of your union not yet registration so that's why we cannot uh, talk with you because you are not a representative for the worker so this is the problem and then like coca-cola we have a we have an experience when the worker last time we don't have a trade union law employer and company and the worker and our local union and federation like CFSWS already discussion and uh, find a solution like good relationship at good uh, industrial relationship at the local level. And after the training in law passed and implementation, Coca-Cola just said because of your union, not yet registration, like local level, they are not have certificate or union registration certified by the Ministry of Labor. So we just cannot cooperation for the uh, membership fee by check of system. So we cannot cooperate it until you get the certificate or uh, certified by the Ministry of Labor. It means like your union already successful uh, for registration and certified by the government. But if you are not yet get it, we still 
cannot cooperate it because if it's still corporate, it it means like we are illegal. So it's very clear that trade union law just protect employer and uh, just like to find this uh, union discrimination easily uh, to reject the representative from the worker, even though they are the worker, they elected their union leader for representative they are themselves. How are you fighting back against the trade union law? What kind of activities are you doing? One, we are organising, and we, uh, we are still we still working with a uh, worker. Like even though, just like trade union law, it just it's just like violated uh, worker right. So we just don't care. We just go to organize worker at the underground, at the plant level. So this is what we try to do. And we are just train our member to understand about their basic right, and especially on ILO convention, because Cambodian already ratified ILO convention is uh, number 87 and 98. So this is the obliga- state obligation to respect the worker rights and to respect to, to respect uh, union rights. So we just, give the tra- we just provide the training to our member to understand it. And they, they can be ex- exercise their right, even though we have many problems, but we still struggle with the situation. And we are, know that they just want to shut down the movement and, the new, and especially union, especially union because we have a member and the member, they are very understanding, very clear because we are provide training to our member about the rights to organize. Especially we are organize the worker to really understanding what is the problem and what we try to avoid the problem and what we try to break the rule together. It's not only like the government set up the law is unfair, for working class, so it's mean like we cannot accept it. We try to find the solution. We try to find the pressure as much as we can together. That was Oite Palin from the Cambodian Food Workers Union. That definitely brings us to the end of the show. We're in fact over time. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next Saturday from nine o'clock with more news and current affairs from the Asia Pacific region. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Giselle Hanna. And Andrew Irving. And coming up next is Palestine Remembered.